I mean. Oh man, what was that noise I, I made? <laughs> what was that? I hit it. <laughs> oh man. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jard. Hello. Hello. Oh, I've got such a great night planned for us, you guys. Dude, night. I'm, I'm excited for the boys to hear it. Hopefully it's new information. I just don't know how far word travels with this kind of stuff. I can guarantee regardless of what it is, it's going to be new information for me. Well, I we knew that. I'll go ahead and say, <laughs> on the surface, it may not seem like an unsolved mystery. Alright. But, it is unsolved in that the way that the victim died was never determined. So that's unsolved. No one really still knows what happened to the person. I like that aspect. And if I'm not mistaken, there still has not been, like, an official charge for who committed the act, correct? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Oh, I'm liking the sound of, of that. Oh, we're, we're sorry, you guys, for the lack of intro small talk. We just came off of recording the bonus episode, so we kind of got all <laughs> yeah, that kind of, yeah, out of our system. We have that already. So if you want to know our intro small talk for this week's episode, uh, join our Patreon, and uh, you will find that in... <laughs> it would actually be tomorrow's, when you hear this, it would be tomorrow, but then it comes out. So yeah, go join that, and you'll hear all of our other BS. Yeah, so if you, you got guys, plenty of time to become a patron. If you guys know and love... Michael Davis or Mike Davis, if you listen to Gavin with Grandma, if you listen to my other podcast, the Riverfail podcast, we do have Mike on as a guest for our bonus episode, and he crushed it. So yes. if you guys Absolutely want that, it was, it, was, it was something else, honestly. Yes, become a patron. What else did I need to add? Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. I think we're good to go. I think, unless I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting anything? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Normally we just roll on our, how okay. we've been, which we've done, and then we kind of just go straight into it. Well, we got a lot to unpack tonight. I am splitting this into two parts, but even so, it's all a lot to unpack. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in. I'll go ahead and start with my sources. I pulled from biography.com, people.com, Wikipedia, abcnews.com, and I think maybe timemagazine.com? I didn't note it, but I feel like I remember a big chunk of my information came from there, but I could be wrong. So, go ahead and get started then. Boys, I'm not, I'm excluding Amber because she already knows what's up. If I were to drop the title, The Most Hated Woman in America, who would come to mind, if anyone? No one off the top of my head, but it'd be one of those ones where as soon as you say the name, that I'll yeah. probably know. Okay, so it's mm. no one that you know by name. Not off the top of my head, no. Do no. you know? Same. No. Okay, so I'm going to try to be respectful in my titling of this portion. I'm going to be talking about the Kaylee Anthony case, whose mother, Casey Anthony, was at the forefront of everything. Name's not familiar. Mm. Nope. At all. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yes. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Casey Anthony, 
She became pregnant with Kaylee when she was about 18 years old. According to her friend, Brittany Scheiber, Casey didn't know she was pregnant until she was seven months along. And she had been dating a string of men leading up to the pregnancy, and allegedly Casey told Brittany that she even wasn't sure who the father was, and that it was just a random one-night thing. It was speculated that Casey's on-off boyfriend, Jesse Grund, could have been Kaylee's father, but a DNA test later proved that he was not. Sorry about Sadie choking in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> Casey's parents, now remember these names, because these are going to be important names. Casey's parents, George and Cindy, Anthony, they did not know that Casey was pregnant until her third trimester. Okay. According to Cindy's brother, he confronted Cindy about Casey's possible pregnancy, and Cindy denied it, saying Casey had told her she was not pregnant. And according to those close to Casey, she will never reveal the identity of Kaylee's father and will take that secret to her grave. Another possible father for Kaylee was Michael Duggan, who died in a car crash in 2007. Casey also previously dated Jesus Ortiz and Eric Baker, both who also died in car wrecks. Wow. So we're going to move forward a little bit. Kaylee Marie Anthony was born on August 9th, 2005. After, as you guys heard, Casey repeatedly denied her pregnancy to everyone, including her family, which she was living with her parents at the time, so it's kind of like... Yeah. How long do you think you're going to get away with this? Yeah. Anyway... Fast forward 2008, Casey and Kaylee are living with George and Cindy in their Orlando, Florida home. On June 9th, Casey and Kaylee move out of George and Cindy's house and move in with her ex-boyfriend Ricardo Morales and friend Amy Huzinga. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. It's anyway, Amy Huzinga. On June 15th, Kaylee is recorded while visiting Cindy's father at an assisted living facility. Cindy and Kaylee go swimming together in the pool at George and Cindy's house later that day, after which they claim they removed the ladder from the pool and closed the gate. So they had they had an above-ground pool, so they had a ladder going up to it. Right. And then it was yep. surrounded by a gate, or a fence, and closed the gate. Um... On June 16th, this, that was the last known sighting of Kaylee. Casey had gotten into an argument with her family the day before and left with Kaylee the next day, and she continuously dodged their efforts to reconcile. On that same day, Casey dressed for work at Universal Studios and left just before 1 p.m., but her cell phone records showed that she did not leave the immediate area until nearly 4 p.m. Furthermore... There is computer, or there was computer activity on the home computer associated with Casey's accounts, and her cell phone pings did not leave the area until after four. George, Casey's dad, he claims he left the house to go to work at 2.30 p.m., but at 2.51 p.m., a Google search was made for the term foolproof suffocation. At 3.04 p.m., Casey took a phone call from George, and it lasted for 26 seconds. Between 4.10 and 4.14 p.m., Casey made six unanswered calls to her mother, Cindy. 
Within this three-hour period, she also made calls to her friend Amy, her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, Jesse Grund, and her present boyfriend, or current at the time boyfriend, Tony. Just before 8 p.m., Casey is seen on security footage entering a blockbuster with Tony, and Kaylee was not with them. Casey claims that this is the last day she also saw Kaylee. She said she dropped Kaylee off with the babysitter before going to work, and when she came to pick her up, they were both gone. There were several instances during the month of June when Casey told her parents that Kaylee was busy doing various things. She was at Disney World, she was at SeaWorld, she was at Universal Studios, whatever she could tell them to basically, you know, not have to put Kaylee on the phone or bring Kaylee to see them. Um, that was a big paragraph. June 17th, the next day, George and Cindy notice that the gate to the pool is open and the ladder is next to it. So, when they had been swimming a couple days previous, it wasn't as they thought. June 20th, Casey is photographed several times at a nightclub, Fusion, dancing with other women and participating in a hot body contest. June 23rd, Tony, the boyfriend, stated he helped Casey break into her parents' shed to get gas cans for Casey's car, which had run out of gas. Casey, she did not own this car. It was like a family car that was given to her by George and Cindy to use for, you know, whatever she needed. He watched her open the trunk, but he couldn't see inside. He didn't detect anything strange with the car at that time. June 24th, George called the police to report the break-in and the missing gas cans. Later that day, he confronted Casey about taking the gas cans. He states that he went to retrieve them from the car, but she ran past him, quickly opened the trunk, and got them out herself. Basically threw them back at him. June 30th, the car that Casey had been driving was found abandoned in front of a cash advance business in Orlando. Her purse and Kaylee's car seat were in the back seat, and the car was towed. And the tow company contacted George and Cindy about it, because it was registered to them. Uh, Casey reportedly told Cindy that she had gone on a mini-vacation to Jacksonville, Florida. But Cindy would later discover that Casey had actually been staying with her boyfriend. She hadn't actually gone anywhere. July 2nd, Casey goes and gets a tattoo on her back that says Bella Vita, which means beautiful life in Italian. July 15th. Now this is where we're getting, we're starting to ramp up a little bit here. July 15th, Cindy Anthony calls 911 three separate times. She tells the operator she has someone in her home who needs to be arrested and a possible missing child. She reveals that the three-year-old has been missing for a month. She tells them that her daughter needs to be arrested for stealing a car and money. She also tells them that Casey stole her car on June 30th, and Cindy had retrieved it from the impound earlier that day. In the background of the call, Casey can be heard saying she knows who has her daughter. Cindy then says that Casey told her Kaylee had been kidnapped by her babysitter 31 days prior. Mm -mm. Casey also tells Cindy she's been trying to find Kaylee by herself. Uh... Okay, so Casey told Cindy she'd been trying to find Kaylee by herself. Mm -hmm. And then Cindy tells the operator that she found Casey's car and says, quote, It smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. 
Yikes. End quote. Mm. Cindy later recanted this statement that she'd smelled a dead body in the car. Recanted. That was retracted, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. On this day, it was originally George that detected the decomposition odor, the dad. He inspected the car, and he found a plastic bag containing garbage in the trunk. So, Cindy goes and meets up with Amy, the friend, who takes her to the apartment where Casey had been living, and Cindy's basically like, you're coming home with me. Get your stuff, we're going. So it was then that Casey told her parents that she hadn't seen Kaylee in a month, and then Cindy called the police. So then Cindy tells the operator she hasn't seen Kaylee since June 7th. The operator then asks Cindy if they can speak with Casey. And then Casey gets on the line and tells the operator her daughter has been missing for a month, but she knows who has her. She claims that the person called her that day from a now or then disconnected number and let her speak with Kaylee for about a minute. She says that Kaylee talked to her about shoes and a book she had been reading. And then Casey tells the operator that the kidnapper is Kaylee's babysitter, Zenaida Gonzalez, or Zenaida Gonzalez, who they, in the media, and also, I believe Casey as well, affectionately referred to her as Zanny the Nanny. <laughs> when the operator asked why Casey waited a month to report Kaylee missing, Casey says that she's been looking for her on her own and trying to use other resources to find her. In the summer during the investigation, Casey told the police that she had a job as an event planner at Universal Studios. She even led them to a building on the lot and into a hallway before she turned around and admitted to them that she didn't actually work there and hadn't since she left for maternity leave three years prior. So she takes them into this building, this office building at Universal Studios, leads them down these hallways, whatever, then gets to a dead end, turns around and goes... Oops. (laughs) I lied. (laughs) Yeah. What? This is just so bizarre. (laughs) 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 Amber, it's it's so bizarre. Amber's doing her little gremlin laugh. I'm I'm fucking short circuiting is what I'm doing. When police asked Casey where Zenaida or Zenaida lived, she pointed them in the direction of an apartment complex, but when per- police arrived to Zenaida's alleged apartment, it was vacant and had been for several months. And if I remember correctly, the apartment manager had no recollection of anyone by that name living in that complex at any time. July 16th. Casey is arrested after uh, weaving a monumental web of lies for the police. She was arrested and charged with child neglect, lying to investigators, and interfering with a criminal investigation. A couple days later, on July 18th, she hires Jose Baez as her attorney, who then sends a letter to the sheriff's office about Casey's willingness to cooperate with law enforcement, which I know you boys are probably not familiar. Amber, you might be. You probably are. Jose Baez is... Fucking Satan himself. In terms of an attorney. If I remember correctly, I believe this guy, he represented Harvey Weinstein at one point. Um, He's a very high-profile attorney, and because of his work on this case, and at least with Weinstein as well, that's why 
I just think he's the devil incarnate. Just a terrible human being. I won't um, disagree. <clears throat> so July 22nd, 2008... At her bond hearing, detectives introduced evidence that a cadaver dog had alerted to the odor of human decomposition in the trunk of the family car and in the Anthony's backyard as well. They also say that they found hair in the trunk of the car, which looked like it could be Kaylee's. Based on that disturbing information and Casey's alarmingly indifferent attitude, the judge set her bail at $500,000. And it's also announced that Casey is officially a person of interest and the case shifts to a homicide investigation. <sighs> July 24th, Cindy, the mom, tells reporters that Kaylee was cited in Georgia, but the police could not verify that claim. August 5th, the state attorney's office files formal charges against Casey for one felony count of child neglect. So, basically, at this time, they know, they know she did something. They can't stick her with murder, because there's not, there's not been a body. There's not anything really to suggest that Kaylee is even dead, besides the fact that she's missing and Mom is lying. So, I feel like they're just trying to tack charges to keep her yeah. locked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. August 8th, the news outlets, they begin reporting that investigators suspect that Kaylee may have drowned in the family pool on June 16th. So this, August 11th through 13th, there was a utility worker in the neighborhood, Roy Cronk, and he called the police three days in a row to report a suspicious item that he saw off the side of the road just outside of their neighborhood. And an officer finally showed up and... Kronk told him that he possibly saw a skull and bones in a bag. However, the officer was incredulous and only conducted a brief cursory search of the area. (laughs) Did not turn up anything. (laughs) August 21st, California bounty hunter Leonard Padilla states he was contacted by Casey and he paid her $500,000 bond to get her released from jail in the hopes that she would lead investigators to Kaylee. August 29th, Casey is arrested again on charges of writing four checks on her friend Amy's account without her permission. Prosecutors offer Casey a limited immunity deal related to the false statements given to law enforcement about locating her child, but she refuses the deal. And then the offer is renewed again on August 25th, or I'm sorry, but I must have got these dates mixed up. Anyway, the offer was renewed a couple days later, and she refused again. September 1st, the police issue a statement saying that based on evidence that wasn't yet public and FBI testing, they believe there was a strong possibility that Kaylee was deceased. September 5th, George and Cindy post the $500,000 bond and Casey is released again after being fitted with an electronic tracking device. September 6th, it's just day after day after day at this point with this bitch. Police seize a handgun from the trunk of George's car because it violated the terms of Casey's bail. He tells them he planned to use it to force Casey's friends to tell him what happened to Kaylee. September 10th, the entire... Anthony family refuses to submit to a polygraph test offered by both local authorities and the FBI. 
Yeah. Around September 15th, 16th, Casey turns herself in on new check fraud charges, fraudulent use of identification, and petty theft. And she's released the following day on a $1,200 bond. September 25th, Zenaida Gonzalez files a defamation lawsuit against Casey. So surprise, you guys. Zanny the nanny is real. However... She's had all this shit pinned on her because of Casey, so she comes out of the woodwork and she's like, listen, bitch, I'm suing your ass. This is bullshit. Mm. September 29th, Casey is arrested again and returned to jail on multiple charges including child neglect, lying to investigators, petty theft, and a use, or use of a forged check, but was not charged in conjunction with Kaylee's disappearance. <sighs> It's just a whole lot of sighing with this bitch. October 2nd, Casey is officially named as a suspect in Kaylee's disappearance. No longer a person of interest, she is a suspect. October 14th, Casey is indicted by a grand jury on charges of first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and four counts of providing false information to police. She's arrested that same day and held without bond. Because it is a capital crime, she now faces the death penalty. October 21st, a week later, the child neglect charges against Casey are dropped based on the assumption that Kaylee is dead. October 24th, the forensic reports from the examination of Casey's car are released. Police note that the hair strand found is microscopically similar to those found on Kaylee's brush and showed characteristics of apparent decomposition. An air sample that was collected is found to contain chemical compounds consistent with human decomposition, and traces of chloroform are also detected in the car. November 8th and 9th, Texas EquiSearch, which is this, this big foundation that if there's a missing person or suspected deceased missing person it's this big organization they come out and they help you find your shit yeah. they find your person so Texas EquiSearch they came to Orlando with hundreds of volunteers to search for Kaylee but they found nothing so they suspended their search November 15th the Anthony's they had hired a private investigator Dominic Casey and he searched the area where Roy Cronk claimed to have seen the strange item months before. The search was recorded on video. The family's attorney denies asking Dominic Casey to search that area. When the defense asked him who sent him there, he said he was following up on a tip he received from a psychic. <laughs> According to the prosecution, the area was under several inches of water at the time, which also apparently impeded Texas EquiSearch's search radius. December 5th, videos recorded of Casey's jail visits are released. In one video, Casey tells her parents that she believes Kaylee will come home, and when she does, she isn't letting her out of her sight. In another, she tells her parents that she believes Kaylee is still alive, and when Cindy asks if she feels like Kaylee has been taken far away or like out of the state, Casey says she believes Kaylee is still close to home. And it's on that same day that the state initially says it will not seek the death penalty against Casey. 
and oh golly mm -hmm. this is where it gets split up I hate to leave it on a cliffhanger especially with us being so uh, early into the episode De December 11th 2008 Roy Cronk again calls in a fourth tip to the police they investigate the area again and this time they find skeletal remains of a child found less than a mile from the Anthony home. The police obtain warrants and search the Anthony residence. And that's my part one. What? No. How did you stop it there? Holy what? shit. Oh my god. What? That is. The fuck? That is biz really bizarre. Oh my <clears throat> god. The whole thing, like, America was obsessed with this case I can from see start why. to finish. I can I see why. Can and it that, wasn't, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just the content of the case itself. If you look up pictures of Casey Anthony, she looks like your stereotypical hot girl. I mean, if she wasn't a kitty murderer, she'd be a beautiful girl for sure. Oh, but that's allegedly. what kind of. Yeah, that's what that's what you know captured the country's attention with this case is because it's like she's so pretty. How did she do that? Like, how could she be a murderer? She's just a hot girl. So, and you know what? Y'all think you're mad now with the way this one's ending? Oh, we got a long we know way how to go, the, boys. <laughs> we know how the real story ends. I. When you started this by saying how it was partly, obviously, assault because, you know, never really know how she'd done it, whatever. The evidence put forward there, I can see why it's not why it wasn't strong enough to fully acquit her and charge her because there was nothing substantial. But it was, it's there. It was, it was there, black and white, you know, in pieces, but just not even. Oh, fucking hell. That's, uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in any other case, I would want to bring more attention to the victim and what they were like as a person and what their ha what their past was like. But Kaylee didn't even have a chance to be a person. She was... No. She was not even three years old when she disappeared and was subsequently murdered. So, we really... What else is there to talk about with this case well, in yeah, terms of no. history except for what Casey was like? Which, from what I'm understanding from the things I've read, she's been a pathological liar her entire fucking life. The, the main mm. point with that is the fact that she waited a whole month before she finally contacted the authorities. Sorry, I, would like to, I would like to remind you, I know that this was, this was a lot of dates, this was a lot of information yeah. in a very small period of time. During that 31 days where she had not reported her child missing, she was at a nightclub mm -hmm. participating in hot body contests and grinding on other women. She went and got a tattoo yeah. that said, beautiful life and then she in Italian. And then she finds with the authorities that she was chasing up her own leads. <coughs> yes. These were all things that she was doing in the month that Kaylee had been gone. 
I mean... Not not the normal things a loving mother would no, be doing yeah, no. if their child was missing. No, no, you're absolutely Which they right. Which they always say with, you know, these murder or disappearance cases, you can't gauge grief. However, if you're grieving, mm. you're not going to go out and get a fucking tattoo that says a beautiful life. You're not going to go out clubbing and rubbing all up on other hot, sweaty girls and participating in body contests. I mean, this girl was a fucking moron, too, because that was a, that was kind of where, I don't know, there was this weird period of time, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, where it was just nightclubs for whatever, they were the, like, there were always professional photographers there, and, like, this yeah. was the height of that. So there were professional photographers at this nightclub where she was hanging out, taking pictures of her yeah. doing these things while her child was missing and she knew it. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's just in itself. If, if anything, God forbid, were to happen to my child and I had no idea where he was... He was missing. Probably the last thing on my mind to be would be, you know what? I need to book a tattoo appointment right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, you I mean, know, I could understand that's just if me being like, honest. I could understand doing things to take. I. Yes. To I could understand mind doing things it. to take your mind off of it, but at the same time, you're not reporting it. Yeah. And if you want to yeah. go get a tattoo, I feel like maybe you'd get your kid's name. Like, if you were that grief-stricken about the situation, like, something in honor of your kid, not a beautiful life. Like, what the... How beautiful Mm. is your life when your daughter, your tiny daughter, is missing? Missing. Yeah. That's just... Oh. So, now with all this information, all all this information, uh, you know, uh, now that you have it... um, do you understand maybe why Jess started the episode with when you think of the most hated woman in America? Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. I get it. The only- I think I read also somewhere that a, a major, a major kind of key to Kaylee and like Casey's pregnancy or whatever was that I, I can't remember who said it or who the source was, but. Casey didn't even want to keep Kaylee when she was born. Like, she wanted to give her up for adoption. And George and Cindy made her keep Kaylee. So it's like, why would you do that? If that's what happened, and she wanted to give the kid up for adoption, let her give the kid up for adoption. I mean, oh my God, who knows what she's going to do. Because at that point... Well, now we know what she did to the kid, but it's like, if someone wants to give a kid up for adoption, I feel like they know, they have a pretty good idea of how it's going to turn out if they don't. Let them do it. I've got a a theory or a suspicion, but I want to ask a question to make sure my logic isn't going to be flawed here. So we know, allegedly, she killed her daughter. Do we know a rough sort of time span as to when the murder occurred? Or is it just anywhere within that time period? Jess might touch on that in her next episode. Right, okay. So that's fine. So my theory is, just 
thought up here. Th that month period when she was following her own leads, um, living the lavish life of partying, tattooing, and whatever. My theory is, and I'm probably jumping the gun to your part two episode, Jess, and I do apologise if I am. But, she killed, she kills her daughter, and she's so... Allegedly. Allegedly. She allegedly kills her daughter, and then she's so grief-stricken in that meantime, hence the tattoo out of regret, and trying to... Uh, not forgive herself, but try and... I don't know, make her seem... Herself, make her seem... Make herself seem more innocent to others by having beautiful life on her. And then going out doing all this other stuff to not only get her mind off of it, but also make other people try and appreciate her more before the news comes out about it. I don't know. Do you see where I'm going with it? Yeah, but I just think it all makes it worse. It does it's... make it all massively. It makes it all massively yeah. worse. There's no way this could be any better. It's not painting it any better for her. No. But that's my only theory that Here's she was the doing with those other I, bits in the meantime. And here... Go, go ahead, Jess. I'm sorry. The thing with Casey is that when all this happened, she was still young. She was 19, 20, 21, somewhere in that ballpark. I, I don't remember exactly. Okay. We all do supremely stupid shit at that age. We, you know, we don't know how to best conduct ourselves during times of duress. Like, we don't know how to process grief or anger or really any frantic situation that comes up. I mean, God, I think back on some of the reactions I've had to things or, you know, whatever, back when I was that age. And I'm just like, wow, I was a fucking idiot. So it's yeah. no new news that people in that age bracket are fucking morons like they're just yeah. they're dumb they don't they're not they're in that weird stage between kidhood and adulthood and they're still learning how to be a grown-up so it's with casey I'm still doing that god don't crucify me for saying this listeners but i don't think she did any i don't think she did anything to kaylee on purpose i think that she stupidly did something that ended up being lethal to Kaylee. What I just and to slightly piggyback on what you said earlier about the fact that she was forced to have Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah. And I only want to say this now, especially because of the shit that's going on in Texas. This is important. Yes. As to why women need a choice. That way tragedies do not happen. Yes. Especially, and I'm, I am assuming at this point, this is an allegation of mine that I'm making here right now, I almost guarantee you, Casey probably suffered some, from some severe postpartum depression. Yes. I mean, I'm and, not, like, yes confirmed, but yeah. yes, I would imagine so. And it's not just, oh, you get the baby blues for a few months after the baby's born. No, postpartum depression does not have a timeline, okay? Mm -hmm. And agreeing with Jess on this, she probably did do something. Maybe she didn't mean to. Maybe she did. I don't know. I don't know where the headspace was, allegedly. And it led to this horrible thing happening to this tiny, tiny person who probably did nothing but love Casey and put complete trust 
into Casey and it cost her life. This is why you need to give women a choice. And that's my PSA on that. Yep. No, yeah, no. With, with her, it comes back to what I mentioned before. Occam's razor. Like, the easiest is the most likely solution, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I just, I think when I say that she didn't necessarily do something intentionally or with malice, I think it was something along the lines of, She's a young, stupid kid who didn't even want to have a baby in the first place. She wanted to go out with her boyfriend or her friends, whatever, go to a nightclub or something. Maybe gave Kaylee something and it was too much to make her go to sleep. I mean, I don't know. But then that also, it brings us around to the state of Kaylee's remains in the next Mm. episode. There is a bit of a situation with uh, the state of them that mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. worth very questioning. Worth. It, it makes me kind of step back on what I think about happened, and I just don't know. It's it's so hard to say. Um, what gets me as well, and this always trips me up with cases like, like this, or that I have this fact in, is the internet search. Foolproof suffocation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gets yeah. worse. Wait for episode two. Oh, I can imagine yeah. it, and it probably is. But what I'm saying is, is firstly, if you're going to commit a crime, say allegedly she did this intentionally, not accidentally. Just my little PSA on anything. If you are going to murder somebody, don't fucking Google how to do it. Right? Secondly, but, but why? Like, that always trips me up that does with anything like this because you hear it in quite a few cases you know oh there were search results you know like so many minutes or hours or whatever before days before people are it's fucking like, idiots like yes yeah, yeah they are like why just that's there are so many things in this case where I'm just like I, I guess I just try to give people the benefit of the doubt too much there are so many things that make me go I don't I don't think she did this on purpose. I think it was a fatal accident. But then there are things that come up with this case where it's like... Uh, like, I just don't want to believe yeah. that, by and large, people are capable of intentionally doing that kind of thing to yeah. someone. Especially when it's their own kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always think that there's some kind of, like, outer circumstance or something influencing the situation because it's hard for me to wrap my head around people doing that to someone they supposedly love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her, I just don't know. She's such a, she's such a liar. Mm. It's so hard to know heads, heads from tails with her. Like, yep, yep. And... I just, I think about that Universal Studios story all the time. I'm just, it's almost comedic. It, I mean, you know, erase everything surrounding what was happening that day. And you just bring it down to bare essentials. This girl lies about where she works to the police and then leads them on a wild goose chase throughout this office building just to turn around at the end of a hallway and be like, ha, just kidding. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost comedic if, if there yeah. was nothing of this other stuff going on. It's like... It's like you would see that on a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what did she think she was going to achieve by taking them there? Delaying time. 
Just <laughs> delay, 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 delay. Well, then when you... she was even stopped at the security just... desk. She she walked right up to the desk in the the foyer, the office, whatever, with the police, and was like, "Hey, I need to let them in to you know, do whatever." And they're like, "We don't have a record of you working here." Or not a recent record of you working here. And she's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. They know who I am. And she just continued on. Went right past them. See, when you see, when you take everything external, you know, surrounding that out of it, it does sound quite comical. Then you add everything back into it, and it's psychotic. And I, then... <laughs> I mean, maybe she didn't expect to get that far. I... Mm. My, my my thing, and again, because her pattern of lying just to delay the inevitable is what's, is just what's so much for me. Because even in the conversations that she was having with her own parents, and let's say that her story was true. Oh. Uh, so instead of just telling them, hey, you know, I don't have Kaylee with me, um, but I know someone, like... Instead of telling that story to them, you say, oh, she's at Disney World. Oh, she's at SeaWorld. Oh, she's at Universal Studios today. Oh, she's she is doing everything but being missing yeah. mm-hmm. to Casey. Well, speaking of her conversations with her parents, let's talk about the jailhouse interviews real quick. Because I, you boys probably won't, but I do suggest in your downtime you go check these videos out on YouTube. Because when she is... In these videos, she's, you know, there's the glass, and then there's her parents on the outside, she's on the inside, they're talking or whatever. In these videos, it's not, oh my god, I can't believe my daughter's gone, oh my god, we have to find her, where is she, what's happening? It's, with her in these videos, it's like, oh my god, how could this happen to me? I cannot believe this. Like, it's all me, me, me. Um, How do you think I feel? What's gonna happen to me? What did I do? Like, shit like that. It's not like a grief-stricken mother. Yeah, acknowledging it. Oh, I'm sure she's close to home. Acknowledging it. Yeah, Yeah, I bet she's about a mile from your home. Yeah. Acknowledging and accepting the fact that she already knows what's happened to her daughter. And now it's just like, oh, it's almost to say, oh, I can't believe I've been busted. She was such a brat in these videos with her parents. It's like, there's there's one point where her mom said something about, you know, we, we need to find her. This has been hard on the family or something along those lines. She's like, well, how do you think it makes me feel? I'm in jail. And it's like, of course you're in jail, yeah. you psychotic bitch. Yeah. Where else do you think you would be right now? Uh, I mean... <sighs> At the local nightclub. Yeah, yeah. getting a tattoo. Mm. God, they're going to be so upset with my next part, Amber. I know. <laughs> anyway. Unfortunately, we have to wait a month. Yeah, a whole month. <laughs> Yikes. Although, that's bloody quick, though. Doesn't yeah. it? It yeah. really does go quick. Welcome to getting old. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't Can't like it. I'm immortal. Oh. <laughs> and before I get hit by a car tomorrow, checking the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but. 
Oh, dear. Yeah, you shouldn't. You would be nowhere without me in my face. I really wouldn't. Anyway, questions, comments, concerns, likes, dislikes? I've been through everything right there. Yeah, and it's, very it is. intriguing um, one, Jess. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be the alleged queen right now and just say all things mentioned in this podcast are alleged. What I love about all of this, and it's not just for saying something, Amber. Amber was just there like them. alleged, alleged. <laughs> it's like, it's like Amber's a lawyer. Just <laughs> well, I yeah, I I've got some law credits underneath my belt. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. You know, I'm just in the I'm just in the business of not wanting to get sued. That's all. Allegedly. They can try and sue us. We ain't got shit to our name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait that's for that, Burke that, Ramsey an, to try to sue us. That's not you can in, pull that $700 million out of my ass, Burke Ramsey. Can I pull $7 million allegedly, out of your ass? Allegedly. <laughs> can I try and pull $7 No, million? not for you. Oh. It's in dollars, not pounds. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still more money than I have right now. Which, speaking of, I go next yes. week, and you guys will finally get part two of John and Ramsey. Ramsey. Part two, finally, because we were left on a cliffhanger on that one. I'm not liking these cliffhangers, by the way. <laughs> I love them. Because um, <laughs> uh, my, my, if anyone, if you're listening to this now and you want to listen next week, go go watch, go go listen yep. to part one of uh, my John Benet Ramsey. Um, I set the scene in that one, and next week I will be giving you boys all the evidence that there is, hopefully. Um, yeah. Nice, nice. It's something. Oh, well, we're getting better and better. I like it. <clears throat> I think, well, I think that'll about do it for mine, so unless we have any more. I have no. Stuffs. Closing comments. I have nothing to no. to mention. Um, everything we felt like we needed to say, we kind of already did now. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and close it out then. How do we close it out? Uh, follow, follow us, us on, on Instagram <laughs> at Jarred Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Jarred Official. Mm-hmm. Join our Facebook group, Jard Posting. Go to our website, uh, jardpodcast.com. <laughs> and you can get merch, merch there, too. Um, do Jard Podcast on any platform? And, 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 and you'll think this. <laughs> That's just a quick way of rounding us out. <laughs> oh, leave us a voicemail. Oh, yeah, speakpipe.com slash Jard. We would love a voicemail. We would. Please. Please. Why why am I scared on horny? Right there. I don't know, that's a personal that's problem, that's bud. Kind, <laughs> that's kind of your everyday, honey. Yeah. Um and on that note, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, download, download, download. Uh, please. Please download. Please. We're so desperate. I hate it when you was British. I hate it when you was British. I hate it. <laughs> hate it. Perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it coming. I saw Sorry it coming. Sorry to know this was. Sorry to anticipation. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>